Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host, Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Keith hey. and Brad. What's up? And we're also joined by friend of the podcast, Kelly. Kelly, how you doing? Hi. You know, most people know Kelly, obviously, from the What You Should Read podcast, Press Play and Screen podcast, and just various appearances uh, over the years to talk movies with us. Kelly is a big Rocky fan. And actually, why don't you just go and talk about your uh, your love and experience with the Rocky franchise? As background, I am 42, almost 43. So these movies are like peak my childhood. And I grew up watching them. I watched like all of them all the time growing up and I feel like people probably think of me as like the horror movie person and I am but also like the the Rocky movies are just so like so much a part of my childhood that it it's a lot really so you know that's our preamble to talk about Creed 3 which is the third in the Creed franchise which obviously is a spinoff of the Rocky franchise that stars Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed the son of Apollo Creed from the original movies so he's back Tessa Thompson who plays his wife is also back obviously the big bad in this movie is Jonathan Majors who seems to just be on fire right now we just saw him in the Ant-Man movie you know, he was in Lovecraft Country and some other things. I, I don't even know if he's an up-and-comer. He's just arrived, and he's he's, here, yeah. he, he's in our face <laughs> in a good way. And he, he's playing the, the villain in this movie, the boxer that uh, Adonis has to face off with. But um, before we get any further, Brad, you want to talk about the summary? Uh, as always, courtesy of IMDb, Adonis Creed has been thriving in both his career and family life. But when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face-off is more than just the fight. You know, the first Creed movie came out in 2015, the second in 2018. At least for me, the first Creed movie is up there as one of the best in the Rocky franchise. I think we could have a debate on what number one is, but, you know, Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, um, you know, but also Sylvester Stallone in an Oscar-nominated performance, just fantastic. I think maybe all four of us would agree that those heights were not reached with the second one, <laughs> and now we're here with the third one, and... Before I ask these guys their opinion, um, I'll kick it back to you, Kelly. So what did you think of Creed 3? I really liked it. The thing that I think the Creed movies do really well is they really dig into Adonis and how it feels growing up as the son of an actual legend and how it is growing up when that person is not in your life because he died, you know, while Adonis's mom was pregnant with him. But I think they do tend to be a lot more emotional than the Rocky movies, which is great. You know, no, no problems there. I wish we had gotten a little more fan service in terms of Rocky in this movie, by which I mean, I wish we had gotten a this is where he is and why he isn't here. But I was afraid they were going to kill him. So no, no real problem there for me. <laughs> I, I definitely had the same fear. In fact, I was telling my uh, my family, I was like, I would not be surprised if they just have a shot of like Adonis just standing over Rocky's grave or something. I, I really I really had that fear. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they... I'm glad they didn't do that, but I'm like you. I wish they at least had like even like a mention, just an offhand mention. It's like, hey, before the fight, maybe you get a phone call or somebody would be like just an off quick shot of like um, the trainer comes in. And he's like, hey, Rock's on the phone for you or something. Just just yeah. some off screen or something. Just a quick mention. It's like, hey, look, Rocky's still around. He still cares. He's just he's not here. I mean, he's in L.A. Rock's got his business in Philadelphia. So, I mean, it's cross country. He's hanging out in canada with with his son and grandson like he's yeah, fine yeah. he said hey he sent flowers whatever that didn't bother me as much um i, I appreciate that yeah, people want to see that but 
you know, this really stands alone as Michael B. Jordan's movie. As much He learned a lot from Coogler, but I really like what he did with this. It's a smart movie. It's got a lot of soul. And, you know, I would, even with number two, it's rare that a movie can spin off from something as good as Rocky and become its own franchise. And with this movie, Creed is really there. Um, you know, we'll get into it later, but there's good performances throughout. And I really liked it, too. I did, too. I was a little hesitant just because, again, number two kind of disappointed me a little bit. And then also when I read that Michael B. Jordan was going to helm this movie, and he's never directed before, you know, that could be anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be an issue. But I really enjoyed his style of directing. He's a big anime fan, and he cited like some of the fight choreography and the visuals um, are very influenced by uh, Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. And I think you can you can see that. Like Kelly said, you know, because we're all basically the same age, more or less, and the Rocky movies from the 70s, like Rocky and Rocky 2, kind of reflect that era of a kind of groundedness. And then 3 and 4 are more 80s, just like supercharged and, um, you know, kind of on steroids. Especially 4. Yeah. Three, 3, I mean, 3 does stay a little grounded. I mean, with the death of Mickey and all that stuff. There's there's some groundedness to 3, even though there is some over-the-topness, for, especially with like Thunder Lips and all that <laughs> stuff. But... But four, yeah, four takes it to another level. Yeah. So, and, and the the Creed movies kind of reflect the sensibility of now again, which is more grounded, a little bit more realistic, and um, it was good that way. I think that Jonathan Majors gave this the Creed franchise its first kind of compelling villain, a compelling opposite fighter for uh, Adonis to train against, and I'm kind of with Keith. I guess our camp our camp is a little divided. I didn't I didn't really miss Rocky that much. Part of the problem I thought with Creed too is that maybe we try to shoehorn a little bit of Rocky in there too much, like having his own story, um, when it really should be kind of Creed's journey. Yeah, and I can un- I can understand that, and uh, it's I'm a little on the fence because I, I I do miss like even like even just a quick mention of Rocky, but I think that would kind of take away from the purpose of Creed three and the and the movie in general because it's it's focusing more on Creed than it is on anything else. So, but I, just a quick mention, I think would have been something. I think it would have been better than than nothing at all, not no mention whatsoever. Let's talk about the performances a little bit. You know, I want to lead off. I've been kind of a like um you know kind of critical of Michael B. Jordan, not because I don't believe in his ability, but I just feel like his career pack with all the action movies in part because he's just like super fit so he's got to stay in that lane whether it's the creed movies or marvel stuff you know the tom clancy without remorse books um you know he's just become the action guy for a while and i think that means that he's limited himself in kind of the roles and being able to stretch himself dramatically but in this movie he did get to act a lot there's a lot of emotion there there's a lot of conflict, obviously, between him and Jonathan Mage's character, uh, Damien. And also, too, with him and, and Tessa Thompson and, you know, just trying to reconcile a lot of stuff in his past and everything like that. But um, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's a really it's it's really about him and Jonathan Majors. And um, I thought they both stepped up and I thought that Michael B. Jordan kind of was able to match the energy of Jonathan Majors, who, again, is just incredibly charismatic and is just, a, you know, we're watching the star in the last month. If you watch the Ant-Man movie, you know, just really emerge and be like, he's here. What do you what do you think, Kelly? What do you think of uh, Michael B. Jordan? I love everything I've seen him in. Uh, I haven't seen Fruitvale Station, but, you know, I loved him in Black Panther. Spoiler, loved his very brief cameo in Black Panther 2. 
uh, obviously is Creed. We'll is... Yeah. Space Jam 2. He's also <laughs> yeah. very enjoyable yeah. with Space Jam yeah. 2. How do you think he's brought himself along with his Creed character through three movies? I think really well. I liked how after the first one, he was more able to balance being Adonis Johnson with Adonis Creed. Seemed a lot more secure this time. It's hard to say because I feel like I love these movies so much that I can't really be critical about them. I'm just sort of like goofy fan. I wish we had gotten a little more Bianca, yep. uh, who is Tessa Thompson's character, <clears throat> but that's fine. I'm with you there, but it was a tight, a tight two-hour movie, and she's yeah. still got plenty to do. And, you know, you're right. Michael B. Jordan is, and, and Ben is right, too. He's a hard, to pay, hard to take seriously a little bit because they're all so swole now. He and Jonathan Majors, too. But the way they play off each other is just pretty amazing. And it's set up perfectly when when he walks into that parking lot. I don't, I don't think we're in spoilers with this yet. When they have that first encounter, it sets up the dynamic perfectly. Because Creed, he's still, you know, Adonis is still powerful and secure in himself. But the way the terror slowly creeps up on him at what Dame really is. And it doesn't, and it, it's not really terror at first, but it grows to that. And the way he plays that is perfectly. And the way they play off each other. I love the fact also that, um, John the Majors, you know, his uh, his dame is really he's almost like a child when he gets to, when he gets his fame. My favorite scene is that scene on the beach and oh, the, yeah. the levels, the levels that they put into the character of Dame and of Adonis are pretty fantastic. And especially, in, like I said, in a tight two hour movie, that is a really friendly blockbuster. Um, you know, I love the two of them together. And that's that's really what made it for me. Their their relationship. You know. Yeah, they there was a lot of good chemistry between the whole cast. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors worked real good together. I think Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson worked just as good, if not even better, together. And I think just the scenes where Jordan is like, he's hurt. Like, Adonis is just sad. He's hurt. He's just regretful over things. He's got anger. And it's just, he doesn't know how to do it. And when Tessa's just trying to make him open up about it, and it's just just seeing the struggle he's having about opening it up. I mean, it's a wonderful job. And I think Tessa Thompson in herself, no offense to uh, Talia Shair as Adrian, but she's more of the, the silent helper. Like she gets Rocky through there when she talks, that's where you listen and she's there. Tessa is more vocal than, 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 than uh, Adrian ever was. And I think just as Bianca, I mean, it's just, those two together just mesh so well. I think they, they work real well together. And Jonathan Majors, I mean, the man just can do no wrong. He's great. He was great as Kang. I mean, it's just his, uh, it's a complete 180 from playing Kang and, play, and then playing Damian Anderson. I mean, he's, his anger and distrust throughout the movie is shown extremely well. I mean, he just, he cuts an opposing, impressive figure. And I mean, it's, He's like the the big brother that uh, Adonis wanted. And I mean, it's like you can see in some of the scenes, it's like Adonis is just almost like reverting back to the little brother trying to help the big brother out. And especially before the before he gets the title fight. And I mean, just I think that's what makes the betrayal more believable and interesting when uh, he finds out about what happened. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but in spoilers. But I, I think that's what makes him so well done. You know, we mentioned Tessa Thompson, Jonathan Majors, and Michael B. Jordan. You know, the fourth person in this cast is Felicia Rashad. I'm sorry, it's not even, is it still, is she going by, she still goes by Felicia Rashad, right? Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. though they're not married anymore, but, yeah. but you know, I, I think she kind of fills the Rocky slash Mickey mentor role a little bit, you know, even though 
they seem to be at odds and uh you know she's kind of in the center of adonis creed's uh, motivation towards the end but um it's always great to see her i thought the addition of a more grown child or you know the child of bianca my, and adonis my, she was good Milo davis cap sure as, sure as mara creed she is my secret mvp secret mvp in this movie she's <laughs> she, that's I mean, amazing i, I mean, love she, she, I mean <laughs> it's just she she's just a kid but i mean it's just wonderful how she just uh inter interplaces with everybody else and just fits in even without speaking i mean she but i mean she does a wonderful job I and mean, she does a wonderful job showing emotions on her face i think that's mm -hmm. what makes it even makes it so much better and i just her bonding with 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 adonis is just good just bonding over just watching his old tape and just training and all that it's it's a wonderful to see she's my secret mvp i mean it had been either that or wood harris but I, and i like wood harris he's good as little duke burton but i i <laughs> He's a good counterbalance to Adonis, mm -hmm. where like it's because like Adonis wants to do one thing, he wants to take it there, and Harris's character's like, nah, man, we can't do it that way. We got we got to take it easy. So they're they're good counterbalance to each other. And the cast is deep. Um, you know, I didn't know I didn't know that Anne Nahar was a very famous you know boxing trainer, but you know it's good to meet women who are famous in the boxing realm. And uh, Selena's Leva, I've always loved since Orange Is the New Black, who plays Felix's mother. She's fantastic, and you don't really get that role usually in the Creed movies where she's she's practically his manager. You know, and women don't usually get that kind of role, and she's great as Felix's booster. And kind of the MacGuffin fight, if you will, before it leads up to the big fight. You know, there's always two, but um, she's really good too. So there's a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of fun people to watch in this. You know, Adonis is kind of his career is kind of winding down, or it might even be done by the by this movie, and like he that is his the fighter that he's grooming for the next big fight. Michael B. Jordan, I thought his direction was fantastic, visually great. The his take on those fights and it gets kind of surreal in some instances was was very good. I will say, and we'll get into it spoilers. I'm gonna knock at least a half star off of this for what he did with the big fight. I did not enjoy it. Mm. There was something he did. You can call it magical realism. You can call it whatever. It took me right out of the fight, and I could tell it took the audience out of the fight. Mm. It was a weird, weird decision. Keith, we'll, we'll get into it. Keith, you and I might disagree if yeah. that's what I think. It I is. think I, I mean, you all might disagree with me because yeah. I, you know, I mean, he's allowed to stretch as a director, but I really didn't like. It. Sorry, we're dominating things, Kelly. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, one of the dogs keeps like mugging me for attention so i feel like loki would like me to circle back real fast and <laughs> say that um yes the actress who plays amara is deaf and michael b jordan gave an interview i can send you guys the link where he said that um they wanted to hire an actual deaf actress to play a deaf character and the whole cast learned asl so that everything would be realistic because i guess a lot of times when there's um when there's ASL, it may or may not be what they say they're saying. You know, like the grammar might be weird or it might be the wrong words altogether. And Michael B. Jordan was basically like, no, we're going to we're going to do this right. If we don't have anything else in the generic part, protect ourselves from any spoilers <laughs> or anything like that. Maybe we should go to the reviews. But well, just real quick. I, thing. Go ahead, Brad. I, yeah. I, I just quick. I love the music in this. The music is good. It's it's mm -hmm. um, it's it's definitely shows like Ben said, it's definitely a, a period piece of the time. The music is wonderful. I, I I might be missing the theme music, but I just I I like here. Uh, ben says there's a theme to it. I just I'm not catching it. But I I like the Rocky movie. You get the one every every Rocky movie. You get like one one scene. It's usually the training scene where they'll start with the theme music and they'll get yeah. going. And I might be missing it. And then if that I am, I apologize. But it's it's still it doesn't take it away from the fact that that music the music is a great choice with the movie. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Brad. You're right. You know this. The Creed movies, especially number one, number three, these are hip-hop movies, and yeah. it's great. You know, in this one, the soundtrack may not be quite on the level of Black Panther, but I've listened to it twice, 
It was very smart. They had it all done by one group, one uh, you know, one ensemble, Dreamville, Jake Holes, Jake Holes uh, troupe, and the songs are all great, and they propel the movie story forward. And go ahead, go back and listen to it if you haven't. That it's only like a minute and a half long, but the J. Cole Adonis interlude with the little Dr. Dre simple behind it is yeah. the best thing in this Rocky movie as far as the music. They did throw the theme in there a little bit, but that's that's close to a new theme for the Creed, you know, era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Creed music, I mean, obviously it's not it nothing's gonna be as iconic as the Rocky theme gonna fly now, but um if you listen to it, um it's it's got the same vibe, you know, because the the original theme from the Creed uh, movies was composed by Ludwig Gornson, who obviously won an Oscar for Black Panther and, you know, is a frequent Ryan Coogler collaborator. No, I mean, it reflects, you know, it's hip hop. It reflects L.A. hip hop. You have Dr. Dre in there, Dame's character in the big fight. This isn't a spoiler, but, you know, he walks out to um, Nipsey Hussle and uh, YG, you know. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, it's great. Um, also, again, you know, hats off to being a, a tight two-hour movie. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so some some good stuff there. I guess let's go in the reviews, and then we can just talk openly about this movie, and you know, maybe talk about our favorite scenes and some things that maybe maybe missed the mark. Um, uh, I'll, Kelly, um, why don't you go first? What'd you give this movie out of five? Oh God, you know, I gave it five. Okay. <laughs> I right. I feel like the the only two movies in the franchise that I didn't like are Rocky Five and Creed Two. And I would probably still give those like four stars, maybe four and a half. I might be a little high on this and they might change in the future, but I gave it a four and a half out of five. I couldn't find much wrong with this movie. I mean, there's a lot of good to this. I mean, they, they took some creative liberties, which I, I think Keith and I might be disagreeing on a little bit. But I think, like I said, there's there's not much I can go wrong. I do have a nitpick, but we'll wait till the spoilers to get to it. But uh, well, actually, I got a couple nitpicks, but. <laughs> um, but uh, but other than that, there's nothing wrong with this. I really enjoyed this movie, so I, I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. Go, I was gonna go four, but we'll get into it. The finale really bugged me. I will give it a three and a half. It's a real accomplishment for Michael Michael B. Jordan. I was re- enjoyed watching him grow up ever since The Wire, and this is a really good movie. I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three and a half to you know Creed is kind of a masterpiece at least for me and like i said it can contend maybe to unseat rocky as like the best movie in this entire franchise um in the, in the rocky balboa universe and it's definitely a rebound movie for sure from the second creed so that three and a half so we got a five we got a four and a half and, a half, and then two three and a halves um brad i'll let you go through uh, the box office and all this other all the other things you uh, usually do rotten tomatoes and then we'll uh so we'll start with rotten tomatoes real quick and I will recuse myself because I, I saw something. So. <laughs> it has changed a little bit, Ben, if you want to take part. No, nah, it's all good. Well, so. I'll give it to two others. So. Okay. All right. Kelly, since you're the guest, uh, why don't you start off for us, critics and audience? Okay. So I saw an ad for it that said what the Rotten Tomatoes was for <laughs> for critics. But it did change, you said? Yes, it has changed a little bit. So from what Ben Ben showed me, which was, I believe, a couple days old. So okay. it, it's your call. I mean, if you want to recuse yourself from it, that's you're more than welcome to. But I'm going to guess that it got higher. So I'm going to say 92% critics. And I'm going to say like 90% audience. I'm uh, so bad at right, this. But I always, I always want to be the curmudgeon. So I'll go... Um... Like 85% critics and yeah, we'll go 90 on the fans. 
Critics, 87%, 226 reviews. Um, so it's went down probably from when you saw. So because when Ben sent me this sent me the information, it was at 90. So it dropped a little bit. But uh yeah, I saw 90. Audience 96%, 1000 plus reviews. So the, the audience definitely uh well they're liking the movie better than almost 10% more than the critics. So as far as the uh, weekend box office, um number one, as you can probably guess, the champ, Creed Three, $58.6 million in one week. So uh, good earning. Uh number two was Amazon. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, $12 million. Three-week total of $186.3 million. So it's it's slagging a little. So. That sounds a little disappointing. Though. Yeah. Um, number three, Holden Strong, Cocaine Bear, $11 million. Uh, Two-week total of $41.2 million. So. So, Kelly, did you see it like Cocaine Bear? I have not seen it yet. I really want to. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You'd like it. I mean, it's it's there's comedy and obviously there's a there's a light horror element to it. Number four, and I I don't think nobody would guess this. It's a, it's an anime called Demon Slayer, Sword Village. Ten point one million dollars in one uh, in wow. one week. Number five, Jesus Revolution, seven point six five million dollars. Uh, two week total of twenty nine point four million dollars. Why don't we go ahead and do the spoilers and we can talk freely about this? So, Brad. All right, spoilers. Turn away. Cover up now. The quick spoiler summary is that, you know, Dame and Adonis grew up together. There was an incident. Adonis, Adonis kind of ran away and, and Dame took the rap for it and he was in jail for like 18 years. Came out, tried to reconnect with Adonis um, and kind of rebuild his boxing career because Dame was a, was a up and coming fighter, you know, golden gloves and things like that. And um, shadily finagles away to get into a title fight. He fights dirty. He gets a title fight. And then Adonis is basically who is basically out of re uh, retirement. He comes back out of retirement to uh, have a showdown with his former friend turned enemy. So, um, Keith, well, let's get it out of the way. So, what's your what's your beef for the All bending right. then? This is my beef. You know, Rocky needs to end with a big fight, and this was a big one. Rocky or Creed? Sorry, Creed. It was at you know Dodger Stadium. You have Creed and fireworks. Everything's all set up. First two rounds is going great. Now I know you can't show twelve rounds. I know he wants to grow as a director, but. Throwing in that dream almost sequence where they're fighting with no audience, and then he throws in a jail cell wall. I mean, that was beyond the opposite of subtle. It took me all the way out of the fight, and I just had to be brought back into it by the end, but it just totally ruined the rhythm of it. I, I had a real problem with that. I can see your point, Keith, and, and, and it can take you out of it, but I think that interlude at least keeps with the the story but also unlike the rocky movies i mean you basically just get like super cuts of like punches and then round cards and then things mm -hmm. over there at least they're showing action while trying to keep the story going and, and making making it seem like it goes faster like i mean it's just it seems like you almost want to like fast forward through the, the those the, the some of the fight scenes in rocky in the middle rounds because they don't show them. So, I mean, I could see your point, mm -hmm. Keith, but I kind of liked it because it actually kind of kept the process going, kept telling the story, showed more action and different action instead of just throwing punches, which they do that throughout the movie, too, with the fights. But we'll get a little later on that. But I, that's why I liked it. It's 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 definitely it's definitely off-putting, which it was off-putting at first. But I think it kept the story going. Plus, it also showed... The, showed more fighting and actually um kept me a little more entertained than if it if it would be just um like in the old old style rocky movies just round cards and punches so i liked it i it was definitely weird it is not what we would think of in the franchise in general but I mean, it was it was an interesting thing to do, and I thought it worked. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, this is the ninth movie in this franchise, and we've all, I'm sure, watched 
you know, maybe a half dozen, dozen more boxing movies. And it's all the same. I mean, there's only so much you can do. So I appreciated Michael B. Jordan uh, with a different take. And, you know, like I said before, this is the first time as a director. He is influenced a lot by anime. And I thought that worked well into it. Sorry, Keith. I think well, you might you be know, on the island on that one. Everyone in the world has the right to be wrong. And I have the right <laughs> to be right. But, you know, each, um, each, <laughs> each, each person has their own taste. And, so. and everyone knows I'm kidding. But, you know, I did appreciate the, the way the boxing is filmed in this is also, though, just first rate. They've come a long way. I really don't like slow motion in movies too often either, but there's a good mix this time. They, they, they slow-mo closing on the action when they have to. And then the flurry of fists is a good juxtaposition that really shows the brutality of boxing. They don't hold back. And total spoiler alert. Can we take them all off? Spoilers are out. I'm so yeah. glad that Felix did not die. Felix is the boxer. That would have killed it for me. Yeah. That, I, I would have, um, yeah, the first, you know, Adonis's first, um, his title, his title contender. If Dame had killed him, that, that really would have taken me out of it. Yeah. You know, um, um, speaking of dying, um, <laughs> Kelly, I know. <laughs> I, I was like, can we trade Felix for Marianne? Can yeah, we, yeah. You know, justice so, for Marianne Cree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you want to spend a few minutes um, about Felicia Rashad and how they, you know, um, I mean, it's telegraphed in the movie pretty quick that you know something's going to happen, but you know, unfortunately, she passes away. So um, you want to you want to just talk a few minutes about that, Kelly? Yeah. Well, okay. So she is the third actress I think to play Marianne Creed who was Apollo Creed's widow and Donnie's stepmother um she's I think one of the real hearts of this movie uh she meets Adonis in a group home and ends up presumably adopting him but he goes to live with her anyway clearly not a big fan of him boxing which is a source of tension throughout the the series i don't think we needed to kill her but yes you're right it was telegraphed we learned that somewhere between creed 2 and this one she had a stroke um she is still living independently donnie is not a fan of this and is trying to get her to move in with him and she makes the joke like i'm not gonna die tonight something yeah. like that and it's like well she's not gonna make it the thing i wish they had done this would have been the perfect time to have some sort of mention of Rocky, like he sent flowers, maybe. It doesn't make sense that he wouldn't. What I'm really interested in, though, they finally admit that Apollo Creed and Marianne had two other kids. Where are they? Like, what What are they More thinking crazy. about this whole thing? <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. question. I just assume that they're they kind of aren't in the business, you know, they're yeah. successful, whatever, um, lawyers I mean, or... It, I think he, I think Adonis did make a good point to make in the mention. It's like, hey, your two kids never accepted me. Yeah. And and all that. So, I mean, it's good to mention that. And I know it's very cliche, but you can almost say that she died of a broken heart. I think that conversation that the two had, I think just seeing the grief on uh, Marianne's face when he just, I forget exactly what he tells her, but I mean, basically it's like, you need to stay out of my business or something along those lines. And just, the grief on her face and all that. I think it's it's I think it's definitely it was gripping, it was heart wrenching. I think and I think she bonded well with the family too, which I think with, with Tessa and um Amara and all those. I think it was it was very well done. But yeah, the death was it hit hard. I guess that was the point of it. I mean, it's mm. I know it's a shame, but it seems like every Rocky or Creed movie, Creed doesn't hasn't done it as much, but it seemed like every Rocky movie, it's like somebody had to die. So might have been able to have done better without her death. I don't know if it's, I mean, it was good. I don't know if it was, like you said, necessary, but I think it was, it was interesting, I guess, what they did. But 
Yeah, and I, actually, you know, you made a perfect point, Kelly. Um, yeah, if, I mean, if there was going to be a Rocky cameo, it should have been at the funeral uh, mm-hmm. for sure. But then also, too, it would be weird, I would think, you know, if he showed up, I think, especially because, like, right afterwards, Adonis is like, I, Damien needs to be stopped, and, like, I need to, like, end this. Um, he probably would have been in this movie. Like, he would have been part of the training group. It's whatever. I mean, you know, it's just like, we want these guys in our movie lives all the time, but in real life, that's not always how it is, you know? Just people yeah. have other things they want to do. Um, he doesn't even need to be there. He could have just sent flowers. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Although... <laughs> There is the the line, and, and this is just occurring to me now, there is the line in Creed when they're meeting for the first time at the restaurant, and mm. Adonis said something like, oh, right, you she hasn't talked to you since the funeral, yeah, but I hear yeah. you gave a good speech, so maybe he's just one of those guys, like, when he's done, he's gone, and yeah, you yeah, just yeah, don't see yeah. him again. Yeah, that's true, and I don't think we really... I don't know if there's any scene in Creed. It's been a while since I've seen it where they're together, like Felicia Rashad and Sylvester Stallone are together. So, uh, you know, maybe they're, maybe they just have a, a distance to them and maybe Marianne is maybe not hundred percent ever forgiven Rocky for, you know, Apollo and all that too. Yeah. Yeah, But also I think the way Rocky is, and I think because he's got a relationship with Adonis, I think, still sending flowers with a mention of just like rock or rocky or something on there mm-hmm. i think i think that could have worked i mean just yeah. if if you can't have them on the screen just make a quick i know there's a line in the movie uh mentioned about rocky and uh, apollo but just a quick mention just a quick just little something something there was that and then um before the big fight adonis says one step one punch one round at a time which is the advice from the first creed yeah yeah I've seen these movies a lot, you guys. <laughs> Brad, you want to add something else? I, I want to talk about the actual boxing matches. I think they, and this is the, probably the, like Ben mentioned, the uh, the animating fighting style that uh, Michael B. Jordan loves. It's, uh, we said Naruto and uh, Dragon Ball Z. Just the way they actually box, it, it feels more strenuous and impactful. And I think just like, I mean, the way they block, I mean, it's it's been a little while since I've seen a boxing match, but I don't see blocks like, Boom, boom, boom. It's just like different body, different parts of the body and all that. Just the rapid movement of the arms and blocking. Most of the times you're used to like the cover in the head and all that, but they're like they're blocking like every body part they have. And I mean, just the quick, like Keith mentioned, just the quick rapid punches. I think it's it seems more strenuous. And uh, I I don't like I said, I, I it's been a while since I've seen an actual boxing match, but normally I don't think you see that in the ring. I think it's a joy to a joy to see that. So yeah, it's definitely more stylized, especially if you look at like Jonathan Major's fighting style. You know, it's it's like a video game. It's kind of like Mike Tyson's punch out. In fact, the um spoiler alert, it's kind of like when Michael B. Jordan figures out how to defeat Damien, it's kind of like a Mike Tyson fight or like King Hippo or something like that, where you're like, Well, I gotta time it just right between the blocks and mm-hmm. all that. So um yeah. Another thing real quick in the uh, in the final fight, I love the color choices of the trunks because most of the time you don't see just pure black and pure white. And it's the whole old adage of the black hat being the the bad guy and white hat being the good guy. It was it was I, I like the color choices they had there. It was it's very it, stylized, maybe, but I think it, it just shows what they were trying to go for. It's like Adonis. Hey, look, Adonis is supposed to be the good guy and Dame is supposed to be the bad guy, even though. Some people could argue that Dame's situation, he might not be the villain. And another thing that Majors does is play, he play, does a good job playing a, a snake bit former boxer. Kelly, did you um, did you like that they reconciled at the end, those two? I did. I don't know how realistic I think it is necessarily, but, you know, let's not let realism 
stand in the way of a good movie ending but i liked it yeah yeah it's kind of how movie universes are now um a lot of times you know we talk about the like the fast and the furious movie it's like most of the times now if you're a bad guy in a fast and the furious movie the next movie you're a good guy and even even in this movie drago who is the bad who's basically the bad supposed to be the yeah. bad guy in the second one they're they're buds now you know yeah. he's helping he's helping adonis train yeah uh, for the next fight so you know if there's a creed 4 and michael b jordan says he definitely wants a creed 4 and the box office seems to uh, yeah. indicate that <laughs> yeah. we we wouldn't mind a creed 4 then um yeah maybe jonathan majors is on the is on the good side this time so yeah. And in this movie, is he going to be fighting in Russia? Though that's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know who he's going to fight next. We'll see. I mean, we yeah. we've got the we we've got the um, legacy fighter um, in Creed Two. We've yeah. got the person, mysterious person from Adonis's past, <laughs> and, and and three. So I don't know. I don't know. A um, couple things, real quick. A um, couple nitpicks and one call out. There's two former wrestling announcers who do call like boxing and MMA matches that were actually in the movie. One, uh, one was in the, I know it was definitely in the, the first fight, and I think it was in the third fight. His name's Todd Grisham. He's uh, he's definitely good. It was good to hear that. And then the second one, um, took me a minute, but uh, the guy's name is Mauro Ronello. He is uh, very animated and very uh, boisterous at times. So it was good to hear uh, some wrestling and former wrestling announcers uh, in the in the movie. So I I, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, couple nitpicks one one's very very tacky but it's it's a nitpick of mine and one is a definite when he's on first take with Stephen a smith and granted Stephen a smith comes off that way and i don't have a, a, a problem with what he was saying and all that first take they don't take phone calls on first take that's a bunch of crap <laughs> when, when he's like wait, wait wait a minute wait a minute we got a phone call here and he goes there that's crap that's crap I, they, they could have done something a little better was that, that was the set for that first take like did it say first take it did background? say first take okay. yeah okay so so it, it might have been on the set but on the they have like the the um the the tv spots or something when they're announcing them it's like first take on the side there so so i, I have a little issue with that but that whatever so the other one though and i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this but um in the end when they're in the ring and they're holding the championship belts. They're holding them backwards. You 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 want you want the pl- nameplate. I told you. I told you. You want the nameplate facing out towards um, next, like next to your face, facing forward, and then have the back of your belt backwards. They ha- all three of them. If it was just one of them, like if it was just Amara, if it was just a kid, okay, fine, I, I'd, I'd let it go. But all three of them had it facing backwards. I know why they did it because they wanted to have a shot of the plates from the camera because they're facing from the back, but still. So if you know why they did it, what is your problem? My problem is you don't hold the belts like that. That's not natural. No, no, so I, no, I that 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 no. was my nitpick. So I just go ahead, Kelly. I have a similar like I know why you did it, but it's wrong. Um, <laughs> in in Creed two, and this has been bugging me for years. Uh, Ivan Drago throwing the towel in. I, I know why they did it. I know why they did it. It's still wrong. It doesn't make sense. I'm still mad about <laughs> why I don't like the movie. Um, you know, one little thing about Steve Naismith, I really don't like him either, but you know, that's okay. I will say one of my favorite points in the movie is when he pulls the earpiece out and he stands up. That's a real mic drop kind of moment and yeah. made me laugh out loud. Yeah. It's a perfect segue no. to you know it's on. Yeah, you know? no, I like that. <laughs> I like I liked how they were like, yeah. what was what was the final word they both gave when they both just was it what it's it's not they just say run it. Run it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both said run it and all that. Cool. That's fine, but st- them taking a call phone call on first take, that never happens. That 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 one bugged me. So 
That's what cost, and that's what cost this movie a full star for Brad. Half Pick star. that up, half star. Half star. Yeah, that hold the belt. I mean, so. if if the opponent called into the studio, like even if it's never been done before, I bet it would be done. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. You pick up the phone. Yeah. 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 I, I, don't I don't know. If it's never done, it's like honestly, what they would have done is they probably would have said if they could mic them up and then get them on TV. I, I don't. Th- I, I I don't. I just that one bugged me a little bit. Maybe may, uh, bugged me a little more than the championship belt thing. But the belt thing, it's it's. It goes it goes against my nature as a guy who watches wrestling all the time and and watches all that. So all right, well, well, on that note, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I told I told you, Ben, I told you when I gave you my nitpick, you were like, I told you, it's like I'm pretty sure everybody's going to disagree with this nitpick, but it's it's it just bugged me the wrong way. So okay, all right, well, I mean, I'm still mad about the towel from like <laughs> a ago, so I'm I'm on your side of like the small nitpicks yeah. yeah okay the let people know behind the scenes you know we have another episode to record um we're gonna record our uh, oscar picks episode next so um unless anybody else has anything to add um despite the nitpicks and yeah, all the other things movies. um I, mean, I think we all enjoyed this movie yeah. it's it's still definitely a top five movie for me uh, out of all the rocky franchises which granted there's only nine but it's definitely a top five, probably close to even a top three for me. Um, did you want to just give the run, the Rotten Tomatoes rundown of the nine movies? Sure, I can. Um, we'll close it out. We won't do the guessing game, but I'll just do it real quick. We'll start from the bottom. Uh, Rocky five, <laughs> 31%, dead last as it should be. Yeah. Uh, number eight, this one should be higher, but of course it's the, a period of the time. 38%, Rocky four. So this 30... is critics, right? Yeah, this is critics. Okay, sorry, it's 38%. Yeah, Kelly, I, I agree with you. Uh, that's, that's nonsense and I disagree. Yeah. So, uh, number seven is Rocky three at 67%. There's a big jump between uh, the bottom two and the rest. So 67% for Rocky three at seven. Number six is Rocky two at 72%. That's awfully low. Yeah. Um, number five is Rocky Balboa at 77%. Uh, number four is Creed two at 83%. Number three is Creed three at 87%. Uh, number two is the original Rocky, 91%. And in first place, uh, 95% is the original Creed. I can buy that. Creed 2 is way overrated. But, yes. you know, otherwise, it's it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So why don't we go ahead and wrap this thing up first? Obviously, thank you to Kelly for appearing on here. So thank you, Kelly. Yep, thank you, Happy Kelly. to be here. You want to plug your various podcasts real quick? Uh, yes. Uh, we, um, we, I am on uh, the reading podcast, What You Should Read. And the horror movie podcast, Press Play and Scream. Okay, We are very fun. Yeah, iTunes, everywhere there's there's a podcast platform. Um, (laughs) What about us, Keith? Well, you can reach us at moviesandmealog at gmail.com, moviesandmeal on Twitter, and give us a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. All right, so for this episode of Movies and a Meal, I'm Ben. Keith, Brad, peace!